Sunday, which is the day that we worship. We come into the house of the Lord, regardless of what we went through. Knowing that God is what? Able. He's able to keep you. He's able to make a difference. He's able to bring you through. God never promised us that we wouldn't have some rough days. And if you think being Christ-like is going to keep you from having rough days, well, I just want to let you know, you might as well open your eyes up. But what he promised you, that he will be with you even into what? So let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Let's thank him for this day. I'll stop pity patting. Clap your hands like you got. Shout the joy for the Lord that we serve. No matter what we go through, God is able. Is he able? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. God is able now. And that's why we come to the house of the Lord. Where all the saints. Do you know you're a saint? You know you're a saint. That's what they called you back then. Saints. That all the saints get together now. That don't mean that we're the best saints. But it does mean you're a saint. Huh? So we come to the house of the Lord on Sundays. And I'm glad to be in, in God's house. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's just so wonderful to hear our children. Uh, to uh, sing and to give God the praise and that's a tradition in the black church. Uh, when uh, when they were interviewing me for whatever they would call themselves doing in France, they asked me, why is it that uh, a lot of, of the entertainers come out of the church? I said, well, you got to understand something about the black church. Every child in the black church is in the choir. Choir is no option in the black church. But in the black church, we, we always encourage our children uh, from, from being in the choir to be all you want to be. And that's where we find our, our organists and our, and our guitar players. And that's where we find our singers at the age of five and, and six. And then the world comes along and do what? Pick them up. Amen. But with that, in the black church, that's what that, that's all it is, is the choir. And we thank God for our children's choir, their beautiful voices. And don't, don't think they don't understand what they're singing about. Don't think they don't go home and be singing in front of the mirror. Don't think that they don't. But, you know, <laughs> kids don't mind worshiping. And so uh, we thank God for our children's choir. They're just, just heaven sent, God sent. Amen. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. I, I want to see, I want to see how many of you recognize by what I'm going to say what's going on. I just want to see how knowledgeable you are. I want to recognize. And how I'm going to know this, uh, uh, I, 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 when you recognize what's going on, I don't want you to holler out. I just want you to raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Don't, don't, don't say nothing. 
Now, I know somebody's not going to follow my instructions. And when they holler out, you look at them and say, what did he tell you? Obedience is better than what? All right. Now, here, here, here we go. Here we go. Now, if you don't know, it's okay. It's okay. But I, I'm, I'm going to describe to you something. And, and if you understand what's going on, I want you to raise your hand. That's all I want you to do. You got it? Look at your neighbor. Say, you got it? All right. Here we go. Use a rake or hand fork to loosen the soil. Break apart large soil clumps and remove debris such as sticks, rocks, and roots. Got any hands up yet? All right. Add amendments to the soil such as fertilizer, organic matter, to create the most ideal growing situation. Here's the last. Finish by creating a level surface. Now, how many hands up? How many hands up? How many hands up? Okay. Can you tell me what's going on here? Huh? All right, now I can't hear everybody at one time. Just give me one person got the hand up. Huh? Now, hold on. Give me one person. Now, who would that one person be? Stand up, sir. Now, how you know that? How you know that, Sister Parker? And how you doing it? You doing good? I, I heard I heard you were fighting the weather. Did you did, did you overcome? Is God good? Yes, sir, for your health and strength. Now, what was that again? How did you know about that? Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. So now, those who haven't done this wouldn't understand. Right? Right. Okay, thank you. I would like to talk to you today from this topic. <clears throat> Clearing my heart for growth. Clearing my heart for growth. Say that. There's a particular verse that I want us to look at, but I want us to read the whole text first. And we come in again out of Matthew, 13th chapter, starting at the 18th verse. Are we ready? If not, you can always look on overhead. Now, for those of you who got smartphones, I want you to do this. Listen carefully. I want you to dial a friend up right now. Dial your friend up right now. You got your cell phone out? You dialing your friend? Hold on now. now wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, because when I start preaching, I see you on your phone. So now let, let's 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 
Have you doubted your friend? No, I don't want you to text. No, I, no, I don't want you to text. No, no, I, well, all of your friends in that church. No, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. No, they. No, 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 no. Without well, the ones ain't at church. Because you got some of those. You know you do. Dial them up and put them on, put them on speakerphone. No, I'm serious now. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't joking. Dial them up, put them on speakerphone. Dial them up, put them on speakerphone. Right now. You got them on speakerphone? Don't lie in church now. Just like, just like a man told me, he said, man, I don't smoke on church ground. <laughs> you got them on speakerphone? I said, dial the ones that don't go to church. They answering because they, they got a hangover today. You got them on speakerphone? You got them on speakerphone? You call them right now? Before I start off, if they listen, I want y'all to know this Pastor Hodo. Hey! <laughs> All right, y'all, let's get to reading the scripture. Let them hear it. Starting at Matthew 13, chapter 18, verse. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us all say amen. amen. Now tell your friends you'll talk about it later. There you go. There you go. Whether you know it or not, you just evangelize. That's all it takes. <laughs> I want to uh, look at one particular verse here out of 18 through uh, 23. Look at that 22nd verse. Look at the 22nd verse. We're talking about clearing my heart for growth. <coughs> Look what the 22nd verse says. 
the one who receives the seed that fell amongst the thorns. Now, let me help you with a thorn bush. A thorn bush, what makes it so special is that at the end of each branch is small, sharp pieces of thorn. If you walk into it, it will hurt you. But thorn bushes grows about anywhere that it can. And Jesus says to them that the word of God fell among the thorn bush. Well, let's move on. It says it is the man who hears. So the word of God fell among some thorn bush, some bushes that grows anywhere at any time in any condition. Now watch this. He says it's the man who hears. Now to hear means to listen. To listen. Not just listen and learn. So the word of God fell among thorn bushes. This was a man who actually listened and learned. Keep in mind, fell among thorn bushes. Watch this. Watch this. This was the word of God that fell among the thorn bushes. But look what it says. But the worries. Is that what it says? The worries. The worries. Now, 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 what is worries here? It's the cares and anxieties of life. Now, now, now let me, let me just, let me just, I, I get a lot of phone calls from young people talking about suicide. That's why I don't phase me much anymore. Because suicide person will not call you. They ain't going to say, I'm standing on a ledge to pick a great job. They ain't going to do that. When suicide people kill themselves, you'll find out after the fact. But when someone talking about committing suicide, they want some attention. They want you to listen to them. And a lot of our young folk is, is calling, saying, I'm going to commit suicide. In fact, I had one, I had one young man call me and say he's going to commit suicide because he can't find a job. And he want to take care of his family and the whole nine yards. And I said, well, well wait a minute. And I called a friend up and said, do you have a job ready, available for here? there? Yeah. I said, well, uh, uh, okay, hold on. And I told the young fellow, I said, I got an application here waiting on you. Hung up the phone. And it's been two weeks ago. I still got the application. <laughs> now, one of the things I'm trying to say we, we, we have worries and anxieties in life. But a lot of times, it ain't as bad as you try to make it. But I want young folk to know you're going to have worries and anxieties in life. But one thing I know for sure, God is able. But, 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 but hold on, wait a minute. He says, but the worries, which is the care and the anxieties of this life, and watch this. He used another word. Deceitfulness. 
what is deceitfulness? It's deception. And it's a lot of deception. And here again, uh, you know, I, I like talking to my young folk because they're the ones who really need to know. Don't fool yourself. Uh, being a rapper is, 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 is not a glorious life. And I know a lot of them want to be uh, 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 in the music world, it's, and it kind of will deceive you. But he says here, deception or deceitfulness of what? Of wealth. Who in here do not want to be wealthy? I tell folks all the time. I said, money ain't everything, but it sure make a difference. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I'd rather be rich than to be poor. Money does make a difference. Look at your neighbor and say, it makes a difference. <laughs> say this, and I'm looking at you. <laughs> you need some money. <laughs> Hallelujah. What is wealth? Wealth is abundance of material things. You know, when you, one of the things I tell folks all the time, uh, when you go to your food pantry in your house and you see all them cans, all them cans, and you go to your refrigerator, you see all that cheese and, and wine and beer and You're wealthy. Abundance of things. Abundance of things. You're wealthy. But look here. It says, uh, uh, chokes. Isn't that in your 22? Chokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a deception of wealth. Chokes. Chokes. It, 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 it means to crowd around. To press upon. And when it chokes, look what it says. Making it unfruitful. Which means fruitless. Unproductive. When these things grow up around the word of God. grows up around the word of God. Now you got to understand the audience that Jesus is speaking to. You see, those who recognize what I was talking about know something about planting because they're looking for a harvest. Nobody plants without expecting God even told us to be fruitful and have a harvest, multiply. God expects for you to have a harvest. So why is it that we cry broke? Why is it that we cry poverty? When God expects for us to have a for us to 
plant a seed and receive a harvest. Okay, all right, all right. Remember clearing my heart to grow. Jesus was talking to farmers because back there then, pretty much that's what they did for a living. But I don't want you to think that this is restricted for just farmers. Because all of us have a seed to plant. No matter what situation that we're in, we have a seed to plant. Let me move on. Let me move on. Let me move on. <coughs> you see, as Sister Parker said, if, if anybody plans on having a garden or plant anything, I mean anything, flowers, fruit, Grass, trees, no matter what it is, anybody planning to plant something outside, uh, 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 you have to understand that they will have to uh, uh, know how to prepare the soil. Is that not true? And if you notice from the instructions that there's some work involved in preparing to plant your seed. Look at your neighbor and say, when the last time you played in the dirt? <laughs> now notice the instruction is telling you to clear that dirt of all material that will interfere with the growth of the seed that you're going to plant. You got to clear it out. Everything. Remember clearing my heart for growth. Because a farmer knows that it has to clear the land in order to get the right kind of harvest. And Jesus used seeds planted in the ground to form us to understand the divine work of God on an earthly level. Now, don't misunderstand Jesus because Jesus is about imparting knowledge. One of the things he told his disciples, I want you to know me. Because if you know me, you will know my father. And that's why we shouldn't run away from the word of God. You got to receive the word of God. You got to study the word of God because in the word of God, there is life for harvest. I'm going to say something. You know, when you really read Jesus' life, he didn't have a whole lot of friends. They stayed mad at him. They stayed mad at him. If you really read the word of God, he got kicked out of church because the way he was talking. Look at your neighbor and say, you next. Because see, the Pharisees and Sadducees felt if you didn't talk like them, then something was wrong with you. But Jesus said, I come to bring you life. And a lot of people come not for life, but for death. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, 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 a farmer knows that he has to clear the ground in order to plant. And in this parable, Jesus is teaching the things that will hinder 
the growth of a Christ-like person. When he's talking about clearing and the things that's in the soil, the thorn bush and the weeds, he's talking about things that hinder the growth of a Christ-like person. I want you to understand this. You can shout all you want to. You can holler during the sermon all you want to. You can yell and give fire all you want to. But if the seed that God plants in your life doesn't grow, you just having a form of godliness. Because, when, watch this, when the anxieties of life come, and it will what? Come. When the cares of this world comes upon you, what you going to do, bad boy, bad boy, when it comes for you? And if the word of God has not grown in your life, I can get much less phone calls if you do more reading the word of God. Oh, oh, watch this, watch this. A uh, 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 God expects for you to give a harvest. He expects for you to get a harvest. He expects for you to do good. Did you not know that? He expects for you to do good. He expects for you to have a harvest. He's not concerned about you being poor. He's not concerned about you begging because he wants you to have a harvest. Now, because of that, because this is what Jesus is saying in this particular parable, because of that, why is it that you're not getting a harvest? Because in this parable, he's trying to help us understand uh, heavenly understanding of our father and what he expects from the earthly things that we do. He used sowing seeds because most people back there were farmers and they understood that. That was their occupation. But because that, that was their occupation, when they planted something in the ground, they were looking for a harvest because from that harvest was their way of living. Just like today. See, watch this. Let's, 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 let's get closer to this seed thing, because I just don't want it limited to farmers. Watch it, because a seed is something that you use in order to expect a harvest. Oh, y'all looking at me crazy. Uh-huh, y'all looking at me crazy. Let me help you. Because, see, I know we like to holler and scream and hold that yards and say fancy stuff, and I don't mind that, but I think most people here again get all excited when they leave, man. They get beat down, and then what? But what, what, what's this? See, 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 you plant a seed every time you get up and go to work. Because from you going to work, you get a harvest. It's called a paycheck. Oh, what, 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 what's this? You, you, the folks that got married, you plant a seed of interest. And from your interest, you start spending time. That's called fertilizer. To grow the love so when you say, marry me, she'll go, yeah. See, that, 
that, that dating and all that, that seeds being planted for a harvest, which is called a marriage. Y'all looking at me crazy now. You go to school, which is the seed that you put in, in order to what? To get a better job. See, God is not crazy. Everything is a seed because he said in the beginning, be fruitful and what? Multiply. How are you going to multiply if you don't have something to multiply with? Father, I ain't got nothing. God gave you a mind. That's a seed. Here's a spiritual, here's, 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 here's a spiritual truth. Because when God gives us seed, he expects for us to get a harvest. He expects for reproduction. He expects for you to gain more from that. There is nothing proudful about being poor. And Jesus said, you're going to have them with you always, not because, watch this, not because they're not able to do better. Y'all got quiet. No, 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 no. We got poor not because they're not able to do better. It's just that they're not using the seeds that God has given them. And in order to have, the, in order to know how to use seed, you got to have knowledge. Uh oh. Whenever you plant a seed, you ought to be able to expect some reaping, harvest, some productivity, some, some yielding that's going to work in your behalf. Okay, okay, oh, 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 all right, all right, all right. Let me give you a spiritual truth. Because <clears throat> it comes right from this parable. You will never receive a harvest if you can't recognize the soil that you have. What did I say? Because look what Jesus said. Jesus says, the word of God fell upon some soil. And it has some thorn bushes because thorn bushes grows anywhere, which means none of us are exempt from having thorn bushes because it grows anywhere. And the seed that was there, watch this, struggle and grow because of the thorn bushes and weeds and eventually choked. The word of God out. <coughs> He's explaining how the heart of man should be prepared to live a Godward life by cleaning the soil of all things that will hinder his word from growing. Now, uh, what a farmer, uh, what a farmer does when it plants seed, it, it, it knows that that. Saul must be prepared. It has to be prepared. 
It has to be prepared. When you come to church on Sunday, I call them Sunday morning only Christians. Well, I know people tell me all the time, well, I ain't got to go to church every day. No, you don't have to go to church every day. No, 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 you don't. And I don't want to make you think that. But, but you know, if you go to the doctor, you're going where? To the doctor's office. Huh? You, you don't go to the pet doctor. You go to the doctor's office. If your car doesn't work right, you at least go to a bootleg mechanic. Am I right? If your air conditioning ain't working right, you at least go to a bootleg air conditioner to get your air conditioner fixed. Now, watch where I'm going. In everything else in your life, you go to someone who specializes in the condition that you are in. But when it comes to the church, where the church specializes in the word of God, specializes in understanding the word of God, I ain't got to go there. But most of your problems come from spiritual deficiency. And your spiritual deficiency comes from lack of knowledge. And God said it. My people, because. But yeah, I ain't got to come church every day. Well, at least go when they have Bible study and Sunday school. It's okay to get quiet because when you get quiet, it makes me happy. And that's part of the problem we, as, as, as Christ-like people have, we think that we don't need Bible study in Sunday school because it was specialized in understanding the word of God. And you need to understand the word of God for knowledge because knowledge you are able to change. You can't change without, without knowledge. And God said a lack of that is why we got problems. And yet, man, you don't want to come. You want to just make it here and the doors open and then make it out right after offering. Not understanding that you ought to grab on that last benediction, which is a blessing. Allow me to, to, to make an, an educated assumption. Do you mind? I, I don't want to think that, um, that a, uh, a farmer will plant seeds in a soil full of thorn bushes. Because if you read this parable, it sounds like the farmer saw the thorn bushes and cast the seeds in. Isn't that what it looked like to you? Yeah, it looked like it to me. Does it look like that to you? Or y'all won't say nothing? Well, okay, okay, okay. Now, now, let me just make an educated assumption. If a farmer wanted to take a, a quick, easy, fast, cheesy way to harvest, then I guess the farmer would probably just cut the thorn bush down and then go ahead and plant the seeds 
in the midst of the thorn bush and weeds. Some of us have probably done that. We didn't want to go through the work of digging up the soil, cleaning the soil up, so we cut it real close to the ground. Some of us do that with grass seed. We don't want to dig it up and start over again, but what we want to do is cut it real low and think that and put some little roundup on it. Then we want to throw some seeds on there thinking that we're going to get the right kind of harvest. But let me tell you something about weeds and thorn bushes. They don't care nothing about you cutting it close. Because it's going to come back even stronger. Don't ever cut weeds. Pull weeds. Ouch! Because they come back stronger. That's why when you have when you have somebody in your life ain't really mean you no good. Just don't cut down time with them. Because you cut down time with them, they're going to keep on increasing. They call you, look for you, knock on the door, come around, send you Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. You go, Lord have mercy. Jesus. Can't get rid of this person. You got to cut them out. Okay, 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 watch this, watch this. Because cutting, cut, cutting things down low to the ground does not help germination. Keep going with me. So, so, so the farmer, I, I just don't see him throwing the seed on cut down weeds and thorn bushes. But the parable seems to give you that impression. Does it? Okay, watch this. But it takes a farmer to understand this. And I think you begin to you begin to understand. I'm gonna give you another spiritual truth. <laughs> Having a form of godliness and and denying the power. Or let me say it another way. Doing godly things, watch this, without a godly change, doesn't mean a thing. See, don't fool yourself because you come in, in Ayrshire and you hospitality on Sunday and you and you serve in the kitchen and you teach Sunday school and you 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 you, you, you know you on, you on evangelism team and you, 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 you do all this kind of work around the church. Don't fool yourself by doing things mean you're changing. Because change don't start on the outside of us. And I think uh, Satan allow us to be fooled that because we sang in the choir that we know God. That don't mean anything because change got to start inside. So with all of the godly form you have, if it hasn't start from the inside change, you just have a form of godliness. So that's just like cutting weeds down, cutting the thorn bush down close to the ground. You see, I don't have no weeds in my heart. You can't see them, can you? Because I cut it real close to the ground. And now look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about me, so stop looking. Every 
reformer knows that you got to remove all hindrances out of your soil in order to have a good harvest. So I, 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 I don't think that he's saying that the farmer planted the seed in weeds. Now, why do I say that? Because unless you remove the thorn bush, the weeds, along with the roots, now that's the key. The roots. Just cutting weeds down and leaving the roots is going to cause it to grow back stronger. Let that soak in your head for a minute. But see, one of the problems is we leave the words in our minds without interpreting it in our hearts. Because Jesus is talking about farming, weeds, Roots, if you leave roots, they grow back stronger. And guess what? If you put any seed there, it's eventually going to crowd them out. Now, the seeds will grow. They will grow. They will grow because they have some contact with the ground. But eventually, they will be crowded out. As the Bible says, and as Jesus says, they will press against. They will crowd out the goodness that has been planted in you. So allow me to say this. Jesus speaking to people who may say, Lord, I commit my life to you. And, and the reason you said it because you heard the word of God. The word of God made a difference in your life. You can feel the power of God. You receive the power of God. You know the word has convicted you and begin a change. Oh, what a wonderful change in my life. Whoa. But watch this. If you don't remove the roots, then you begin to pick and choose what I want to do from the word of God. Why? Because you didn't get to the roots of it. And when the roots feel a little, when the roots understand a little bit of what it's there for, it begins messing with the word of God and you begin to allowing it and the word of God to grow together and normally what happens it ends up crowding out the good that God has planted in your heart. No, 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 no. Now look at your neighbor say he still ain't talking about you. No, say it like you know it. He ain't talking about you. Now pat them on the knee. He ain't talking about you, baby. Look at verse 22a. It says this. A is the first part. The one who receives the seed that fell among the thorns, watch it, is the man who hears or listens and learns the word. And as you can tell here, the person did receive, the person did learn, the person did begin to do some study. How many times y'all started out with Bible study and 
and, and Sunday school, as we call it. And then somewhere, somewhere, somewhere down the road, some, some weeds and thorns start coming up. And then, 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 then well, you know, you, you know, Pastor, I, I, I tried to make it, but, but, but you know, you know, something came up. But when you started out, you were committed. You listened and you learned, you received, you were committed to God. But Pastor, something came up. Well, I wonder what that was that came up. And where did it come from? <laughs> uh, this person did some studying of the word of God. They did do some changes in their life. Um, they, do, they did do some applications of the word of God. But, but this person did not remove the roots. Because they did not remove the roots, something came up. Because when you cut weeds down and don't pull the roots, it's going to come back. And guess what? Come back stronger. See, I know y'all don't, you, 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 you know, I know y'all don't like hearing my fallacies. Pastor, y'all not tell people about, about, about stuff like that. People can't handle that. I used to think about that and say, you know, you got a point. And then the Holy Spirit dawned on me and said, well, they can't handle Jesus either. <laughs> so I, 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 who am I to hide who I am when Jesus tells you who he is and you still can't handle him? A lot of times, you got to understand, because you save, it doesn't exempt you from your past, your present, or your future. And when you get the word of God, all of us got to do the same thing. We got to study to show ourselves approved. And you got some things in your life that I don't care how much you try to hide, how much you try to cover. Watch this. They're going to always be there. But that's why the word of God gives us this knowledge. I once was lost. But now I'm found. That's why the songwriter says, what a wonderful change has come. That's why the word of God gives us life when it says, watch this. Listen to me carefully. I am a new creature in Christ. Watch this. See, this ought to give you life. Old things has passed away. And behold, all things become new. See, without that knowledge, how can you change? Yeah, I know what I was, but now I know who I, I am now. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That don't mean that I don't do no sin. That means because I accept Jesus in my, Christ, uh, in my life and he died on the cross and his blood covered.
covers me. I can stand before my father and say, I need this. <laughs> that don't mean you sin. Don't ever think that. If it wasn't for Christ, you couldn't approach God. Well, but, 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 but watch this. Understand. I'm a new creature and I'm changing every day into the image of Christ Jesus. Now, one thing, understanding what you used to be, you ought to understand what you ought not go back to. But now, if you're not committed in pulling the roots out and you leave the roots in and try to grow with your roots of weeds and thorn bush, they're going to sooner or later overtake you. And that's why you end up saying something came up. Paul understood removing roots. That's why he says, what would separate me from the love of God? Because he had tasted how good God was and he was committed regardless of what happens in my life. It doesn't take great psychology to understand how committed you are to God. You can look at your actions. And because you got the Holy Spirit in you, it will convict you whether you want to say something about it or not. Oh, oh, Jesus is going somewhere with them. He's going somewhere with them because, because he's saying this. He, 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 he's talking about you and allowing your old things to stay with you. That will hinder you from being fully committed to him. He said, yeah, you heard the word. Yes, you learned from the word. Yes, you were growing from the word. But you allowed those roots to stay in you. Some of your friends, God told you to get rid of. Some places God has told you to get rid of. I know you don't like to hear my fallacies, but I had to. I, now, I didn't. Watch this. Watch this. I have not. I have not discontinued my membership with L.A. I did. I discontinued going. Now, that sounds like that sounds like I left the roots in the ground. Don't it? Don't it? Don't it? Yes, it does. Don't it? Yeah, it does. Don't it? Uh huh. Yes, it does. Come on now. Uh huh. But guess what? I understand this. I understand this. I understand. It was nothing wrong with L.A. Fitness. Say it again. See, you need to know what's most important. 
It was nothing wrong. L.A. Fitness was there for you to get yourself in shape. God wants you to, got, to have good health. See, see, God wants to heal you, but he also wants you to know you ought to stay, you ought to stay healed and help yourself to stay healed because he wants you to exercise. Oh, my blood pressure keeps going up, and I'm going to the doctor paying blood pressure. But he said if you get up and walk at least, what, 15 minutes a day? We always thinking about healing, but don't think about keeping ourselves well fit. Yeah, that deserves, that deserves, yeah, that deserves. Ain't nothing wrong with L.A. Fitness. It was something wrong with me. The lust of the eye. Because guess what? The lust of the eye is not, watch this, watch this. So you guys think that L.A. Fitness is a root. The lust of the eyes can happen anywhere I go. Some of y'all lusted eyes at home with pornography and you're in the church right now. You ain't at no L.A. fitness. You're at home in your little secret place where nobody knows. Got your little Playboy books. No, that ain't no old school. That's still school. Go to the uh, Barnes and Noble. See, understand the lust of the eye can happen anyway. So I restrict myself and be committed to restrict myself from going to L.A. Fitness until I can get the lust of the eyes. Amen. Watch this, watch this, y'all. Watch this, watch this. You, you, you know, I got Pharisees and Sadducees in this church. They already know what's wrong, but they don't know what's wrong with them. They always know the right thing to do, but they ain't right. That's my Pharisees and Sadducees. And, and Pharisees and Sadducees put Jesus out the church. Apostle Paul addressed, Apostle Paul addressed, watch this, Apostle Paul addressed having a form of godliness and denying the power, hearing the word, receiving the word, but not committed to the word. He, he, he deals with this. Do you have a minute? Do you have a minute? Sort of stupid minute. Look at your neighbor. He says, sort of stupid. Look how Apostle Paul deals with this. The, the young man was named Demas. Demas. Say Demas. Not demon, but Demas. But now there's a lot of demons in here that have a different name. Say, this is the name my mama gave me. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. They... See, 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 demons don't talk against themselves. They stay, they stay quiet. Watch it. His name was Demas. Second Timothy, fourth chapter, verses nine through ten. 
By the way, don't go to a church that don't use scripture. Why they get you so hyped up on the hyped up on all of the latest phrases and sound good and 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 and, and, and can I get something from you in here and ain't said nothing? Cause see, cause see, cause see, you see, 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 we like entertainment and we expect the church to entertain us. Watch it. Look up here. Okay, what what scripture did I give you? Second Timothy what? Four, nine through ten. Look, look, look at verse nine. Do your best to come to me quickly. Verse 10. For Demas, because he loves this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Crescent has gone to Galatia. And Titus, watch this, to Dalmatia. Now, if you ain't familiar with 2 Timothy, and it's been in the Bible ever since they put it in there, so if you ain't read it, that might mean, that might mean what, y'all? That, that might mean what? Go, go ahead, say it. Go ahead, say it. Yeah, yeah, you ain't doing no reading, you ain't doing no study. You ain't doing no study. But, but watch this. Let me give you the background. Let me give you the background on Paul and Demas. To understand Paul and Demas, uh, 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 Demas was an uh, 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 associate of Paul, and Paul picked him out to help him, help to help him, Paul, uh, to do the work of the Lord. And um, at that time, uh, any friend of Paul, watch this, especially co-workers, took a risk of sharing persecution. Demas was an associate, a co-worker, a mentor of Paul. Now, watch this. <clears throat> At taking the risk, it increased Demas, Demas' commitment to Paul to begin to decrease because he began to get persecution. At the beginning, he wasn't getting any persecution. But as he associated more with the word of God, he started getting persecution. Now, don't you cross-eyed this on demons. Because the more you study the word of God, people are going to persecute you when you start acting Christ-like. Now, Christ-like, remember, don't mean you sinless. What Christ-like means is that you're moving more like Christ and being more committed to Christ in order to get rid of sinful things. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. It says, because he loved the present world more than he loved what? The Lord. But demons received Christ. Demas was committed to following Paul and working with Paul. When you watch, when you gave your life to Christ, you were committed. 
When you came a part of this church, which is the body of Christ, you were committed. And then some Pharisees and Sadducees in here start talking about things in here. And you start getting persecuted by the little clubs that are in here. You know, we got many clubs in here. All of them know better than the pastor. And you know, they ain't going nowhere. I realized that years ago. Them little club members ain't going nowhere. They'll talk about me all they want to, but they ain't going nowhere. They ain't going nowhere. And, you know, I don't want them going nowhere. Because the more you talk about me, it's just going to make me stronger. Because I'm going to dig in the word of God. And I'm going to fight you with the word of God. And then I'm going to hear what you got to say. And don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Don't say something that ain't supported by the word of God. Because we are a biblical church here. We are not a club member. Members only. Look at your brothers and sisters says he's talking about you. Now, now, now notice, Demas loved the world more than he loved the Lord. And watch this. Demas was one of those that cut the weeds down but didn't remove the roots. Because when he got persecuted, he turned away just like you do. When you get persecuted by coming to Sunday school and Bible study. No, we may not have the greatest teachers in the world, but see, the reason why we don't have greatest teachers in the world is because you're not committed to be one. Because you still got roots in you, don't you? Yep, you can talk about everybody here, but you ain't going to talk about yourself. You can, tell, you can tell the church all the time what's wrong with you, but you ain't part of the solution. See, that's how you can find out where people really are with the Lord. Because if the Lord is going to show you a problem, he's going to give you a solution. And he ain't going to make you no supervisor. He's going to make you a worker. I ain't getting no amen now, Pharisees and Sadducees. Take that to your club. I love silence because I know what's happening. Watch this. Watch this. Demas did not remove the roots, so therefore his commitment, his commitment caused him to leave the Lord's work. That's what Jesus was warning us about. You got to pull the roots out. Of the ground, if you're going to plant seeds, because those roots are going to cause you some problems down the road. So, well, well, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Somebody say, well, I quite don't understand that, but I can tell you this. Look what the word says here. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father 
is not in him. 1 John 2.15. Demons' hearts did not remove the root. Therefore, when persecution came, when the thorns of persecution came and, and, and the problems came up, guess what happened? Demons left Paul all alone. See, folks, sometimes why people leave the church and perhaps go somewhere else, When they came over here, they may cut the weed, but they didn't pull the root. And when they start growing again, they go somewhere else. So they, so they won't know that they just cut the root. I mean, they just cut the leaves, but not the root. You got to understand that when you give commitment to Christ, then your commitment goes through anything. Anything. Because God's word is life. And Jesus said himself, I am the way. I am truth. You can't keep cutting your weeds down without pulling the roots. Because your roots is what's causing you problem of commitment. I was, had a conversation and, 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 and I see and I see that uh, 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 I see that uh, the children are in, so I I, I, I gotta stop right here because I'm not through. I think I got about about through. I got about a couple more, couple more sermons on this, cause, cause I, I I just do believe that Jesus is talking to me more than like, because it's 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 time for to have a harvest, and 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 the question is, well, how come our harvest is not being fruitful? <laughs> well. Jesus says, uh, some fell among thorn bushes and weeds. You just cut them down, but you didn't remove the roots. check your soil, have you really seen your soil of roots that's still growing up that hinders your commitment to do the will of God? What keeps coming up that stops you from doing the Lord's will? Yeah, you, yeah, you on a ministry. 
but are you committed to it? Are you doing the will of God? Or do you just have a form of godliness? God is asking us to clean, clean, clean the soil, clean our hearts of these roots that are hindering me from being all that God has called me to be. I'm going to make it to a pill. First of all, I want to say this. When we have fresh start, and, 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 and if I'm lying, you just stand up and say, use a lie. Say it. Use a lie. We had fresh start, and, and we had uh, Pastor Gordon and Pastor Lovelace here, and we had that 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 night of y'all remember that night? What was it? Reconciliation. Ha! That was an opportunity for us to pull the roots, pull the roots out, not just cut it down, but to pull the roots out. But now, one of the things he said to help pull the roots out of each other. He said, now, when people come and talk negative to you, what did he tell you to do? Uh, 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 what did he say? How did he say shut it down? Did you forget? Oh, now, 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 wait. How many of y'all were here? For? Just stand up. How many of y'all were here? For? Reconciliation. Yeah, 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 go ahead, stand up. Go, 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 go ahead, stand up. Be a witness. Be a witness. Be a witness. Okay, now, what did he say? Were you there? Is that what he said? Huh? Say what? Uh, no, don't leave that something to that effect. Because, see, that's how Eve got fooled into eating that tree. Because she didn't finish everything he said. Okay, so you took him halfway there. So y'all finish it. Now, now let's, let, let's remember this. He said, when someone comes to you with gossip and hearsay and all that, what did he say? And do what? What did he tell them to do? Oh, there you go, Sister Watson. See, I didn't have to say it. The Holy Spirit, he said, do what? Go to the person. He said, shut it down and tell them, go to that person. Because that's what the Bible says. The Bible says, if you got an ought against your brother, do what? Okay, let's try it again. You got to argue with your brother, do what? So what you're doing entertaining 
something that don't belong to you. See, you allowing roots to grow, to turn into weeds, to swallow up the word of God when you entertain that mess. Y'all can sit down. See, that hinders the harvest of this church. I'm talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees, too. And I don't want you to go nowhere. I want you to stay right here. I want you to come and talk to me. Talk to me. If you say you're a man, be a man. Talk to me. If you say you're a woman, be a woman. Talk to me. That hinders the harvest here. So what I'm going to do is pull the roots out of it. That's why I want you to stay here. Let me let me pluck you. Let me clean your soil for you. Y'all know Rambo, Rambo was able to do that himself. But everybody's not Rambo. Right? Some people need you to help them get the roots out. Here's Here's the second appeal. This is the harvest now. This is the harvest now. This is getting the fruit. Jesus said this. He says, come to me all who is. He said, what? Come to me all who what? Weary and heavy laden. He said, what? Now, when I start out, I ask all of y'all, haven't we all gone through some things? Every week we go through some things. I don't think no one here can say that they ain't went through some kind of issue this week. But Jesus said in his word, come to him. Now, the reason why I, 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 that's good news, because all of us go through different things. And, and it's good to have this knowledge. If you know Jesus... He offers you salvation. He has saved you. But what, but what I'm concerned about those who have not accepted Jesus in your life. Those who have not had salvation in your life. Don't you know he loves you? And he's willing to do everything he can to help you. Now don't you be discouraged with church people because Jesus said that he's going to clean all that up. He said he's going to clean it all up. He's going to clean it up. Cleans it up by the word of God. But I want you to know, if you're going through some things and you don't have Christ in your life, I'm guaranteeing you this. I'm guaranteeing, not, not a 90-day guarantee, not a two-day or two-year guarantee. I'm giving you a guarantee for eternal life that he would take care of you. 